Hey there traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading and only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Yeah, because what, so, what, what ends up happening is that, uh, you know, the 10-year being at 0.6, and if inflation's 2, you end up with, uh, you know, minus 1.4. So it's basically a negative yielding asset, whereas gold is zero, right? So what's, you know, the only thing worse than zero is negative. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Why trade alone when you can access over 100 years of trading experience right at your fingertips? Simple strategies, proven tools, real-time alerts, and an interactive trading community await. Keep it simpler with Simpler Trading by visiting their website at simplertrading.com and check it out with a $7 trial today. That's simplertrading.com. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest online, Sam Shames. Sam's going to be talking about the uh, the gold market here, and he's the director of equities down at Simpler Trading in Austin. Sam, very excited to learn about this. So, so I was telling Sam before we started here today that uh, I've been long gold for a little while, uh, mainly because it, uh, for me, it, it was just above its... Uh, I believe it's its 20-day or something uh, exponential moving average. I, I'd done some backtesting. And I was like, this looks like a really solid back-tested line here. I'm just going to trade it. And so when it crossed over that a, a month or two ago, I uh, went ahead and put a position on. And uh, it's done great. It's up nearly 12% or, or more at this point. And uh, I was asking Sam if he'd been trading as well. And he said he's been in and out as a, as a trader versus a you know a longer-term holder like I have been. And Sam, I'm really interested. What in the world is going on with gold? We're seeing new all-time highs. Does this mean that like... Uh, you know, is is it the the run on the Aztecs or whatever back from Columbus days, and now it's finally catching up to the price it should be? What's going on out there? Yeah, they finally uh, absorbed the supply from yes. uh, Montezuma. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a combination of a, of a couple of things, Chris. It's uh, mostly going to have to do, at least in this current slice of time, with the dollar. So if you pull up a chart of gold and then you pull up a chart of the U.S. dollar, they're kind of going in the opposite <laughs> direction. That hadn't been the case. Normally, that is the case where the dollar going lower is actually really beneficial for gold. But for the last six years or so, they've actually been kind of tracking together. And then we saw most recently, probably in the last 12 to 18 months, that divergence come back. So dollar getting hit is actually helping gold. The big signal for gold long term actually isn't the dollar. It is a, it is the real interest rate. So you take uh, the interest rate and you know minus inflation, and that's your real signal. And that's been active the whole time. You know, Fed's had interest rates very low for a long time, um, but now you have a combination of that signal plus the, the the dollar getting really whacked lately, and it's just coming to a coming to a point with gold. Okay, I have several questions, follow up questions. I love follow up questions. So first off, what would you call the real interest rate? You were saying the you just said the rate minus the inflation rate. What what is the rate? Is that uh, like the twenty rate? year, ten year? What do you what, what rate are you talking about? You can use the ten or the thirty. Uh, most commonly, the ten. Um, and right now, it's about 0. 
Okay. And inflation, let's call it, what, what are you using for that? 3% or has that changed? Um, well, they, 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 they're, they're targeting two, right? Two, okay. Um, yeah. So if you take uh, the inflation minus the, uh, the rate there, you end up with pretty much negative, right? Right. And, and that's where I was going. And so is that negative rate, negative signal, I guess you could say, is that the signal for gold that you were talking about? Exactly. Ah, okay. Exactly. Now uh, we had digested it. That's where I want to get to. Okay. Yeah. Cause what, so, ends, what, what ends up happening is that, uh, you know, the, the 10 year being at 0.6 and if inflation's two, you end up with, uh, you know, minus 1.4. So it's basically a negative yielding asset, whereas gold is zero, right? So what's, you know, the only thing worse than zero is negative. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so being that the real rate minus inflation is at negative 1.4 gold being at zero, is that the only asset that seems like uh, worthwhile to get into? Like who's getting into gold, right? Why, why not buy Netflix? That's a good point. And actually the, the same things that benefit gold will benefit Netflix. Uh, so really what we're talking about when we kind of read between the lines is inflationary forces and inflationary forces show up in obviously in gold and um but they will show up in stocks so mm -hmm. it's not too crazy to say that gold and something like netflix would act similarly because similar forces are acting on them mm. and if you take a look at like any chart i mean it, it seems like every stock since march has like doubled or tripled or more <laughs> yeah exactly especially tech so all right so now we're, we're looking at gold Who's buying it, right? Is it is it the the retail investors or is it institutions that are getting into gold? I think we've hit a really good sweet spot where it's pretty much everyone. Um, I'm not sure. I think maybe a better question would be who's selling gold at, the, at this. Okay, point I, I'll and, I'll hear that question. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it, an imbalance of uh, of buyers or sellers would cause the price to go up. Um, I think it is retail. Um, I think it is institutions as well, like hedge funds, mutual funds, things like that, and. Um, and I also think it's governments. So governments kind of see what's coming on the horizon. They hear their money printer running nonstop. Yeah. And they, they think it's a good idea to maybe uh, bolster their, their cells with a little bit of gold. Okay, okay. So what's it going to take to get gold to uh, reverse, right? Is it going to be a monetary policy change? Is it going to be rising interest rates? What, what is it to, to Sam, the director of equities over there? What does he think it's going to be? Like you're calling up Jerome Powell and you're saying, listen, Jerome, this is what it's going to be. All right. We need gold to come back down. What's it going to be? Well, it's kind of a hype. It would be, I don't know if hypothetical is the right word, but uh, the only way that gold's going to come back down is if they reverse everything that they've done so far. So they'd have to raise rates, which they're not going to do. Um, and they'd have to strengthen the dollar again. And Fed has pretty explicitly said they don't want a strong dollar. So mm. in order for gold to, you know, get the legs taken out from under it, uh, interest rates up and dollar stronger. Now, why don't we want a strong dollar? Um, because if the dollar gets too strong, it starts to weigh on international currencies. So it makes it very difficult for everyone outside of the United States to repay debt. So a strong dollar, it's like putting a, you know, ball and chain around the rest of the world mm. when, it comes, when it comes to debt repayments. Okay. So, so what does this look like in the short term, right? Are we are we still bullish gold? Because nothing's really looking like it's going to change. Uh, but I mean, we're pushing all time highs, and for some people, all time highs signal a buy point, and for some people, it, it equals a sell point. What's it look like to you? Yeah, I mean, hopefully they they've been in it like yourself, and they're looking at it as a sell point, the initial test of the two thousand level. Um, I think at this current juncture, 
as a trader, of course, um, well, let me give you two points of view. I'll give you one as a trader and maybe one as an investor. As an investor, I think anywhere 2000 and below is just buy and hold. Just mm. buy and hold. I think it, I think 2000 becomes the floor uh, for the next 10 years, if not more. Um, I've been telling folks in the room now for probably 18 months that they're never going to see prices of gold or silver, for that matter, back at these levels again in their life. In their entire life, um, I truly believe that. If you look back at, uh, so you do some charting, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at, uh, let's say, a chart of gold on a monthly, um, for about six or seven years, it put in a really gigantic base. So mm -hmm. now it's coming out of that base and, you know, making a new all-time high. Silver's doing the same thing, but it's actually way behind gold. So the fact that silver has the same structure but has not moved yet, and that setup is still completely valid. It's, it tells me that there's a lot more energy left in the space, and it's going to be probably expressed through silver in the next run. Oh, really? Okay, because silver's had a couple like big days recently where it's been up like 6% or so. Do you feel that, that that was just the beginning, or maybe that was the energy in it? I think it's both. I think it's the beginning of uh, basically things get kind of coiled up, you know, in markets where they trade sideways for an extended amount of time. And then they just kind of spring out of that. And we're seeing we saw that happen in gold already. Um, and I think silver is actually happening now. Mm, OK, so, Sam, you you mentioned to me before we started talking that there may be another asset class that people had not thought of, but could also have a similar run. What, what are you thinking there? Yeah, so, um, you know, we've been talking about gold and silver, and honestly, I should throw stocks in there as well. Um, there are there are going to be some inflationary forces that will benefit the stock market. Uh, but the other asset class that I think works really well in this environment is going to be something like Bitcoin, um, or really crypto in general, but specifically Bitcoin. And the reason is, is because Bitcoin and gold, they share very similar properties. So a lot of folks think that Bitcoin will eventually be a replacement for their Visa card. And in reality, it's not really designed for that. It's not going to be a credit card replacement or really even a payment system. Really what Bitcoin is designed to do and the, the properties that are built into it um, mirror gold. So it's, it's a store of value and it's deflationary. So over time, while more and more money is being printed, as we've talked about, um, there's less and less Bitcoin to absorb that. So it has a lot of similarities to gold, and um, we're seeing the same thing happen in Bitcoin now, hmm. starting okay. to break out. So, so are, are, do you trade Bitcoin? Yeah, I do. Okay, okay. I had had, um, who was it over there that I had had on before a couple times? Uh, one of the traders in there, he, he, uh, he gave us two really solid lessons on uh, how to trade crypto and and the the audience out there can can google it. Uh, we called it just like crypto trading 101 and crypto trading 102. Um, what what kind of forces are you looking at in crypto trading? Do you do you look at it more on a fundamental level or because I mean that's kind of how we're talking now or are you looking at it at more like a technical level? Um, primarily, I, I, I trade off technicals. So okay. the chart has to work with the story. Um, the Bitcoin story has made sense for some time, but the charts haven't worked. And now we see the story still makes sense, but the charts are working now. Um, so Bitcoin has a similar kind of structure to gold where it had a very prolonged base, and now it's starting to break out. Gold is actually leading the charge. Silver's behind gold, and then Bitcoin is behind all three or behind both of them. So my 
belief is that Bitcoin's actually going to jump to the front and actually outpace gold and silver on a percentage basis by a large amount on the on the mm, run higher. Interesting. Well, you know, I can kind of get behind that because given given the idea that you know gold is is your grandfather's asset or whatever, whereas Bitcoin is like the new money kind of thing. Uh, that that to me seems to speak more to how how people are. Uh, quote unquote investing these days, right? Where where they've got some extra funds from stimulus money or or what have you, and now they're they're looking to put it into something. And so uh, I don't think that they're looking to put it in gold. I think they're looking to put it into Apple's new stock split or something on that nature. And I could definitely see Bitcoin uh, getting the uh, the magnetism for those funds as well. Yeah, I think all it takes is a, a little bit of momentum. You know, we 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 have the gold room here at Simpler Trading, and we've seen more questions regarding gold in the past two weeks than probably in the last two years. So yeah. a little bit of momentum gets folks' attention, and then once kind of that initial snowball starts going, then folks start to uh, really hone in on it. Mm. But do you think, because I've experienced this as well, which is why I ask, do you think that the attention will eventually cause its demise, right? Too many people get into it, and then it just like falls flat. Do you think that could happen before the the fundamental reasons come to it? Yeah, um, yeah, as, as I with, could do. That's why. I asked. Yeah, yeah, completely. Um, you know, it, it's just like with anything else, right? It's uh, you know, speculative uh, behavior looks the same no matter what you're trading. So. While I do think that's going to be a problem for pretty much every asset we've talked about, gold, silver, Bitcoin, overcrowding, everyone getting too excited, kind of getting the parabolic moves. Yeah. I think once that, and that, you know, that, I don't think that's happened yet, but once that does happen, I think that once it kind of settles in, it, it settles in at a much higher price than now. So although, yes, at some point it will get overcrowded and pull back and arguably crash, um, I think the crash will be to a much higher level than where, where it started. Okay. Okay. I can get behind that. So tell me now, let's shift over to, to something that has had that parabolic move like Tesla, right? People, people jump in. That's the new millennial trade where it's like, you buy Tesla, you make money. So is that, is that going to be symptomatic of this market? So I was just talking to, to Gigi and he was saying, you know, things have changed. Things are moving a lot faster. We're seeing more funds going into places that may not have been before and you know we're thinking about like space we're thinking about beyond me we're thinking about uh tesla do you feel that these these crashes up are going to be followed by crashes down or do you think it's just going to be like a uh, I, I don't know like a consolidation right instead of coming from 1500 to 500 and over a few weeks do you think it'll go from 1500 to like 500 over two or three years if it ever goes to 500 Right. Um, no, I think in this market, everything's been sped up. Um, yeah. So, you know, probably the first one where it would go, if it were to drop that much, uh, probably happens over the course of a month. Um, and the reason is, and, and it, it happens both directions, right? So it's not just to the upside or the downside. A lot of that is a function of the Fed. And a lot of that is because the market really isn't moving on fundamentals. You know, we kind of make fun of that a little bit. You know, the people that would look at this market with fundamentals would probably be ripping their hair out. Because the, fundamentals, <laughs> yeah. the fundamentals don't support pretty much anything you see on the screen. Um, so it's it's moving a lot more on stimulus and government intervention. So oddly enough, that, that suppresses volatility. So you kind of get like melting markets to the upside. But then once volatility comes back, it comes back 
multiple times of what it would no be normally. So kind of I, like a yeah. zomb zombie mode up and then kind of jumps out the window. Listen, that, that really makes me think about the end of 2019 coming into 2020, where it was just, you know, stair step higher every day and then just cliff jump, right? And that's when the VIX was, let's call it eight, you know, eight, nine, real low, setting new all-time lows in the VIX. Now we're like mid-20s, maybe high-20s on the VIX on a daily basis. And I mean, and, and the market's going up, right? That's the concern I have is mm -hmm. now that we've got this elevated volatility, is it going to be even more drastic moves down when it does happen? It sounds like that may be what you were thinking as well. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good point is the fact that we've made a new high in the NASDAQ and briefly in the S&Ps this year. And the, like you said, the VIX is in 25 right now. So that's not entirely common and it is a red flag or maybe not a red flag, but definitely a yellow caution light. You know, that not everything is as, as it seems. And you mentioned a great point, you know, going into 2019 or the end of 2019 was probably the quintessential melt up just every day, a little bit up. And then you get to the middle of February and it's just cliff jumps. Yeah. So I think that's the, the pattern for now is uh, extended, peri <laughs> extended periods of that zombie kind of lurching market. And then it hits a point and kind of cliff dives. All right. Well, we got a lot of uh, excitement in store for us then. <laughs> yeah, it, it pays to be active, I think. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And then, you know, I, I, I know of family members, I know a lot of people who felt like they were super savvy investors because they were getting out and at the bottom in like mid-March. And, you know, they were like, oh, we got to get out of this. And it's like, oh, you've missed it. Oh, you've missed it again. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's the huge, huge fallacy that a lot of people have with stock trading and investing. In the, and why they get so burned is because they, they're always on the wrong side of the move. And it's not, not that they are, not smart enough to know that because they're smart enough people, but it's that they they don't understand how the movements actually do work, right? Like I had somebody ask me the other day, he wanted to buy uh, you know some weed stocks, right? And I'm like, sure, as long as it stays above, like let's call it 140, and you is as long as it stays above 140, I'm good with it. But if it drops below 140, you don't want it. That because that means because nobody wants it, right? It's exactly. below all your moving average. Nobody cares to be there. So. When, when I explained it to him, I was like, you buy high and then you sell higher. And I was like, it, it's a fool's game to try and buy low and sell high because you can never pick how low it's going to go. Yeah. You never know if that knife, is, that falling knife is going to, you know, cut you. Yeah. I've written a short guide on how you can use the triple stock profit system. It's the secret weapon every investor needs right now to change your financial future. And you can get it for free by visiting triplestockprofits.com or in the links below. Also, if you want to join a community of traders just like you, you can get free access to the elite membership that has even more resources to help you trade faster and trade smarter. So Sam, this has been a, a great chat. I, I, I've learned a lot about gold and, and uh, Bitcoin and everything that, that's going on out there. And I, I do really appreciate your time sharing all that. Where can people learn more about you and Simpler Trading? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, so we're live trading right now. Um, we have a live trading room. We make live trading calls. And uh, we basically show you guys what 10 real professional traders do every day. So the way to check us out is to go to simplertrading.com forward slash join. And you can check us out for a trial.
Very cool. Well, make sure you head on over to uh, simplertrading.com and, and to learn more about Sam and his and his cohorts down down in Austin. They uh, they run a great service, and I really appreciate the fact that I can network with these people and, and have them on on a more frequent basis. This is this is great for me because I can you know it, it makes content so much easier when I can just ask you questions and and you can be the expert and share with the audience what you're thinking. So I appreciate that, Sam. Yeah, no, happy to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks and Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips, and tricks that we upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice tailored to any particular client situation or investment objectives. TimminusStockTrader.com and Christopher Yule are not licensed financial advisors, registered investment advisors, or registered broker-dealers. Stocks, options, futures, futures options, and other financial instruments not included here involve risk and are not suitable for all investors. You alone are responsible for making your investment and financial trading decisions and for evaluating the merits and risks associated with the use of any financial security and broker platform. For more information, please visit TimminusStockTrader.com legal. And thanks for stopping by.